0: Hey everybody, welcome into this week's edition of The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. We are into April. Uh, and 21 is moving right along, which I don't know is necessarily a bad thing. The further we get away from 20 and the beginning yeah, parts of 21. That's right. The, I don't know. 21's not doing that much better, but I guess it, I guess it is to a degree. But we're yeah, moving right yeah, along. Definitely. Uh, and we got, a you know, not a super pleasant topic this week, Nathan, but one that, you know, needs to be addressed and talked about. Yeah. And something that certainly uh, happens to financial advisors all over the country that they have to deal with for folks. And that's the fact that divorces happen. You know, people... Yeah. People get married and it just doesn't work out. And clearly the numbers are what they are. It's a very high divorce rate. And so- Often we do find that, you know, sometimes women have been underserved sometimes by the industry. And I know you do a really good job of making sure both parties really understand things. So whether you're single, you know, uh, you know whether you're getting a divorce, uh, going through a divorce or, or whatever or if you think one's on the horizon or something like that. You know, it's, it's not pleasant, but it might be good to pay attention to this go around because we're going to talk about a few mistakes that that happened. When you're in the midst of a divorce. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And if you're not going through that, that's fine. There's still going to be some things I think you can get from the podcast today that will really help, you know, just some ideas, some understanding about how things work. That'll really help. Well, that's a good point, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point as well. Yeah.
0: Uh, but we'll kind of make that the focus. And uh, yeah, yeah, certainly you can glean from it what you will. And we'll try to keep this around, you know, 15, 17 minutes. So even if you're not going through a divorce, and hey, kudos if you're not, uh, yeah. you might find something useful in there. But if you are, some of the things I got a couple major categories here Nathan to go through uh, okay. let's start with the house first I think what yeah. happens sometimes and you tell correct me if I'm wrong here but People think of we think of our house as really the biggest asset we've ever had. what's the home
1: right? base, you know. That's what we're we're comfortable there. Yeah, you know. And, so
0: and I think cost wise right. too. Sometimes we think it's just we kind of I don't know why, but we kind of assign it this because it's probably the biggest purchase the, that we ever buy from a yeah. purchasing standpoint. Yeah. But sometimes true. we feel like that's actually maybe more valued over some of the other financial assets, mm-hmm. and you'll immediately want to choose that right versus thinking and weighing the pros and cons so talk to me a little bit about that just saying hey I'll, I'll take the house and you can have the other stuff
1: yeah and i and i think it does it comes back to just that you can you know it you're familiar with it you can touch and feel it you can't touch and feel the 401k you okay, just see the fair. number on a statement you know so yeah. so you may choose let's say the house is worth 200 and the 401k is worth 200,000. you may choose you know the house instead of the 401k thinking that well it's the same value no big deal well one thing that people forget a lot of times about a house mm-hmm. is just that there's extra expenses. You know, sure. you've got maintenance expenses that are there and, you know, things can happen that can be really expensive, like your central unit goes out or, or whatever. So there's, there's just, you know, some issues there that you don't have with 401k accounts and, and, you know, those type of, yeah, the maintenance fee in a 401k yeah. is not quite the same on a It's the house. definitely not. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. definitely not, you know, so but also you can't, you know, like I said, you can't really touch and feel that 401k and, you know, besides just on the paper statement that you've got there. So, you know, the issue that comes with that is just making that decision, you know, making sure that you choose you know, future values as well. And look at those, you know, because definitely the 401k will grow much faster right? than your house value. And you can't really
0: turn your house into an income stream.
1: No, that's I mean, I guess you could if you rented it out. Yeah, I mean, you end up having to purchase another place or rent a place yourself, you know. So you could, but it's not as easy, you know, as uh, it's not as easy as just turning on the income from an investment like a 401k or something like that. So there's just a lot of things to consider that people just a lot of times blow over really quick because they just look at that, you know, face value of it and say, right. hey, or even the emotional attachment.
0: Is. You're like, you know, I really yeah. want, you know, hey, I raised, I raised my kids here and I still yeah. want to be They're here right. or whatever. Now, They're other right. people have that the opposite effect. They're like, you know what, I, I, we just need to get rid of everything that reminds us of one another and start, again. start over, And, and that's yeah. okay, too, you know. Yeah. So just, yeah. you know, keep that in mind when you're talking about the house. But it, it does seem sometimes that it gets locked onto as this big financial asset. Uh, and you want to gravitate towards it. Sometimes it's a natural response to kind of think, hey, I'll take the house. You can have everything in it, you know, or right. something like that. So. And
1: sometimes there's debt on the house, you yeah, know, and too. there's still yeah. a mortgage. And so you've got to be, you know, you've got to remember that, which people typically, I don't see people forgetting that. It's, you know, because they've been making that payment. Sure, it's just right. the, the value comparison. Well, uh, I agree issue. with you. I
0: don't think they forget it, but I, I really think to your point, you, you kind of forget in the fact that the financial assets like the retirement accounts you know, you you still need those, right? You still, so maybe it is truly having to say, okay, I don't want to have to sell the house, but maybe it's best if we truly divide all the assets equally and I do get a new place to live, you know, because that's just, you want to make sure you're Prepping for the future, especially if you're getting retired, we've seen a lot of folks getting retired in their fifties and even right. early sixties. No, um, and that's over the last few years. So, and
1: that's you know, and still today, I mean, typically one spouse will make more than another spouse, and so that's one of the things that kind of goes along with this as well. When you're making that decision, is the earnings potential of that spouse over the next five or ten years, mm, and so yeah. and versus versus your earning potential. So, if you earn a lot more than maybe the judge is going to award them a lot more of the 401k or the house value or something like that. So that's something that, you know, it's just, it's actually, you know, it's something that has really started happening in the last five years I've seen. And it's just something that people don't think about. They don't think about that earnings potential in the future. And it ends up, you know, being really, really lopsided for some reason, sometimes, which, you know, sometimes that you can't be helped on that. You know, sure. I mean, one, right. one education may be more or one career may be just a, one that pays more, you know, a, a lot more along those lines. So right. it's just how it is. You know, it gotcha. just needs to be taken into consideration. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. That's the first one there on our conversation about some uh, divorce mistakes that you could make if you're in the midst of it. Uh, let's talk about the, the, the accounts that we just mentioned. So the retirement accounts, so maybe yeah. ignoring the tax implications of those yeah. retirement funds, that's something else to ponder as well.
1: Yeah, that's huge. I mean, you know this, Mark. I mean, a two hundred thousand dollar IRA is not worth as much as a two hundred thousand dollar Roth. Oh, great IRA. point. Yeah, yeah. So hey, I'll yeah, take the so.
0: IRA, and the other person's like, hey, I'll take the Roth. Well, the one yeah. in the IRA's got a partner.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's Uncle Sam, and <laughs> right. so they've got their hand out when you take that money out. Where the Roth IRA is completely tax free. So you know this this is something that you really need to look at and think about. And and actually calculate future values of those things, you know, have a financial advisor or an accountant, calculate those future values, and then you can split those things, you know, fairly equally on that. So that's just, it's something you got to really keep in mind.
0: That's a great point. That's a great yeah. point. Indeed. I didn't yeah. even really think about it that way. See, and I talk about this stuff on a regular basis. So there you go. <laughs> All right, so while we're talking about accounts, what about the ability to take them? I guess Nathan, and I'm not really sure how I want to phrase this, but you know, like if, so if you take the account and you roll that spouse's retirement account directly into I guess your own, like, or an IRA, yeah, something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah. So yeah, you can do that. And that's, um, that's called a quadro is, is the term for it basically, but it's qualified domestic relations order. So basically if, you know, if the court and, you know, in each other, all the, if everybody decides that, Hey, half the 401k or a portion of the 401k is going to, you know, the other spouse, Okay. then in that case you can do a rollover with that. So it's, it's not a taxable event. So you can move it, Uh, into an account in your name. In that case, it's an IRA at that point. Typically, it's an IRA at that point. Um, And so that's a tax-free transfer. Um, You can use that money for, you know, whatever you want to use it for. The issue is that if you need to access it before age 59 and a half, then there's penalties, you know. So you've got a penalty from the IRS. You've got taxes that are due. And so that really needs to be considered, okay? So if in the negotiations you... Are negotiating that, you know, well, I don't have any money, so I'm going to have to take some money out of that 401k to pay these legal fees for this divorce. Well, understand that that's going to cost you tax rate plus 10% because mm, probably okay. you're not yeah. 59 and a half at that point. So, um, you know, you may be, if you are, then that's not going to be an issue, just taxes, but you need to consider that before um, doing that transfer and just make sure that, you know, maybe that is a portion of because uh, I mean, divorces can get expensive. You can get into oh, sure. tens of yeah. tens of thousands of dollars in uh, legal fees and things like that. So it can be expensive. So just have, and so take that's that,
0: that's a one time thing that quadro you were talking about, right? Yeah, right. it is. Yeah. It
1: is. It's a one time opportunity, and it's basically within a. I think it's a six to nine month window oh, okay. um, that you can do. It's after um, you know the the court. The court has ordered. Yes, whatever. right. Yeah. So there's documentation okay. from the court that has to be provided. We've done a few of those in the past. Okay, so and that's QDRO. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what it stands Qualified for. Qualified Domestic
0: Relations Order. Okay, and so it kind of allows is. you to you know have that one time to to roll something over without the penalty. Yeah, that's okay. right. Gotcha. That's All right. right, so again, good to know because if especially if there's a time limit, we we've done a show in a couple you know a little while back about, you know, often advisors will say, hey, let's take your time on this. Let's make sure you feel good, make the right decision. But there are a few times in the financial realm where you, you know, you have a timetable. You do have to make some things too. That's certainly another place to ponder that as well. And really, Nathan, all of this kind of comes back to you know, there's key things in life that we're going to go through that just aren't fun, right? And, yeah. and divorce well, no, is certainly right. one of them and emotions. Now, <laughs> there might be some folks listening and to this say, "Hey, I got a divorce and I was like, woohoo." You know, I was I was happy to have <laughs> it happen. I'm sure there are people you thinking know, that. Yeah. And you know, yeah. we can have the, you know, that kind of fun, you know, uh, you know, aspect of thinking about it that way. But the reality is there still probably was a time when it was very, very emotional, right? Yeah, uh, Whether you got to the point where you, just, lo- no, you know, just could not stand one another and it was best for everybody to move on or the person who gets blindsided and they think things are great and the other person wants to leave. Either way, emotions are going to jump up. And when they do, as they often do for humans, they cause us to do some dumb things. And, and we do Yep. decision-making, you know, can suffer. And yeah. we, we talked about some of the financial points of that, a couple of things just to ponder there. What are some emotional things to consider?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely when you're, you can really get into the aspect if you're, if you're the one that's just really ready to get out and ready to go. I mean, you can end up giving up everything, you know, it's just because it's fair point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you may, you may have it all, just let me know. 401k, you may give your house every, I mean, everything, you just may end up doing that. And that, I mean, you really need to consider long-term things, you may really, really want to get out, you know, and that's, that's your decision. Okay. But then you also have to be careful about just allowing your emotions to cause you to make some really, really bad long-term decisions. You know, and the exact opposite of that is, you know just so much bitterness between each other so much hatred between each other on that that you're arguing you know you spend ten thousand dollars in attorney fees over a five hundred dollar coffee table right because you want the coffee table yeah and they you know they want the coffee table so you're not letting them have it for nothing you know at some point you know it out yeah Yeah, let it it go so you know there's things like that both both sides of that happen you know and that's just our emotions that's how we are as humans you know so we've got Got to be careful about that, and try to try to come back to some sense of, you know, I, I guess just think about it for the long term. really yeah. is what you need to do, and and how is that going to impact? Well, if
0: you're you are going through a divorce, I mean, you are going to have a divorce attorney, you know, but there is certainly a good idea to, especially if we're talking again about our listening demographic, which is typically retirees, pre-retirees, and this is happening. I mean, I mean a lot of folks over fifty are getting divorces. It so, yeah, yeah, you know, as a financial advisor, you know, if you are working as a couple, if you were working with someone. Uh, have you seen or, or even for yourself do you see people they want that clean break and so they're like you know one person stays with the advisor one goes someplace else or hey the guys you know the guy or gal's a professional I, I still want you to handle my finances you know help yeah. me through you know yeah. it's, you can still have that both. kind of team right yep. where you've got yep. people on your side helping you you know rec- there's no really personal affiliation I suppose.
1: No that's right I mean it really we've we've had really for the most part they stay with us um, at least for a while mm-hmm. and, you know both, both will stay with us we just kind of separate everything sure you know planning and all of that kind of stuff and so it's done from there you know and then maybe one remarries or whatever then maybe they move to another state or something like right, that sure. and, yeah. you know so they may may choose a different advisor at that point maybe not you know i don't you know it, a lot of times it's it happens fortunately we don't have to Go through that a lot with clients. Oh, that's you know, good. But yeah. that's yeah. But I mean, it happens. You know. So, yeah. I mean, I've been divorced, so it it happens. And you know, it's, it's well. And the idea there, there, I guess, so.
0: is is still having another sounding board, right? Because if you're getting yeah, a divorce, that's it. Y- you if you have a divorce attorney and you're working with an advisor, you know, you might have a couple of people on your quote unquote team to help you curtail the emotion like to your point about like you yeah. know you know Mr. Well, the attorney's you know, Mr. not
1: going to say don't argue over that couch because they get those right fees. right I mean, but yeah, yes. an
0: advisor might be like look are you really squabbling over you know yeah, right. you know the living room set whenever <laughs> right. you know we should be focused on this or whatever the right. case is you know so right.
1: yeah yeah i mean that's it it always helps i mean a judge is not going to Put in their ideas typically on financial divisions, no, and, and neither is an attorney. I mean, they're just gonna courts you know, are so busy; they're just trying to move right, them in and out. Yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, it's usually good to bring in a financial advisor. There are some advisors that really focus specifically on divorces. I, True. you know, I love helping people with with things, but I don't think I would enjoy talking about that all day, every day with people. Right, you know, right. That's right. not if that's it so, happens. Yeah, happens, no, that's sure. right. If mm-hmm. it happens, we help. You know, and and there are a lot of things that you have to look for, which we've covered some of those, and I think, you know, there's just a lot of decisions that you have to make and everyone's different, you know, because everyone owns different things. And so different values for different things. So,
0: well, we try to cover a couple. We Like I said, we didn't yeah, want to get super no, deep. True. You know, there's obviously right. a lot more that you could go into. So if you're in the midst of divorce, as always, just like anything that's going on in life, is there, if it's a big financial situation coming up or, or something that you're unanticip- not anticipating, you know, reach out, always talk with a qualified professional like Nathan. He is a registered investment advisor and a chartered retirement planning counselor. So give him a jingle, eight uh, five five fifty one coach really the easiest way. And you can book some time and just find out more and everything is to go to the com. that's the com. there's a lot more items than the 3 or 4 we covered today but we just wanted to kind of give a few things to get you thinking about so you know Make sure that you're not just totally latching on to any one investment like the house you know, versus the other assets or think about some of the tax implications. Have a conversation about how that's going to affect things, uh, how to possibly roll things over if you have joint accounts and so on and so forth. So just make sure you're thinking about those things if you're going through a divorce. And again, you can always reach out to Nathan anytime for some help. Find him at thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all that good stuff and share it with someone who might be you know, going through something like that and might could use the, uh, the message. So, Nathan, my friend, thank you for your time. Not as fun as our conversation a couple of weeks ago, but certainly <laughs> important.
1: That's right. No, it is. And it's something to, a lot of things to consider with this. So, yeah, thank you. It's a good show. I appreciate it. As and always, yeah. It. yeah.
0: We try to have fun on the show. We try to keep things light sometimes, but in the financial world, especially when you're talking for retirees, pre-retirees, there is things that's going to happen just like when we have to talk about the loss of a loved one. Those things are right. part of life. So, it helps to have those conversations. So, have a great week folks. Nathan to stay safe and sane. Tell that lovely wife of yours hello.
1: I'll do it and I'll
0: see <laughs> you next time here on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien from O'Brien and Associates.